glory be to God that we're here and God is going to do something amazing this morning. I'm going to believe him for something amazing this morning. And so before we do anything else, let's just go before God for uh, what we believe he's going to feed us this morning. Father God, we just come before you. We thank you for laughter. We thank you for uh, family. We thank you for a church family. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for you just being God and being in our lives, Father God. Lord, we just pray right now that as we sit before your dining table, Lord, of your word, Lord, that we'll be able to feast upon it. Lord, I pray for myself that you allow me to decrease and you to increase. Allow the words on my lips not be that of my own, but that of you. But, Lord, set the tone in this room at this time, Father God. Open our ears to understanding. Open our minds to understanding. Impact our hearts, Lord, with your word today. Lord, we do this not for ourselves but for you, Lord, that you may get glory, Lord, as we give our lives. It's in your son's holy and precious name we do pray and we all say amen. Amen. Uh, as Pastor Joe shared, we're in a series right now, uh, We Are, and we've been going through a, 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 a section at this time called We Are Marshall Fellowship Church, and we've been going through the core values of the church. Um, one of the great things, uh, even as I was looking at it this past week, that Pastor Joe was able to do was our core values, if you go on our website and you look at it, each one of the webs, each one, I, haven't, I don't have them memorized, but the first letter of each one of the titles for our core values spell out Mars Hill. All of y'all looking wonder at me. <laughs> Go check the website out. Go on your iPhones. or not, not right now. But if you look at it, it's spell out Mars Hill. So it should be an easy way for us to remember each one of those. So I was like, wow, Pastor Joe did this. But, the one, uh, but as we've been talking about this, this morning we're going to talk about uh, persistence in our prayer. Persistence in our prayer life. Each one of us, as we accepted Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, we desire to have a relationship, or God desires to have a relationship with us. And as he desires to have that relationship, he has set up this, this, this thing called prayer that we may be able to communicate with him. And so uh, Jesus one day is sitting with his disciples and he's sharing a parable with them. And the parable starts in Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. If we could get that in our Bibles right now, Luke 18, 1 through 8. When you have it, say amen. Luke is in the New Testament, for those of you who may not know. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. Our ushers have Bibles if you need a Bible. As Pastor Shannon said last week, if you don't have a Bible that you turn, if you have an electronic Bible, just flip to Luke or find Luke on your iPhones, iPads, Android phones. But if you have Luke 18, verse 1 through 8, say amen. amen. All right. Reading from verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Say pray and not give up. He said in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally, he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. The Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? 
As we look at this story, Jesus is sharing a parable. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. But he's sharing this parable, and as he starts off the parable and he's sharing with the disciples, he said he wants to share with them or get the, the, the point across that you should pray and not give up. As he's sharing this parable, this parable starts about a judge. The Bible says he did not fear God. I don't know what's wrong with him. He said he didn't care what people thought. That's how he lived his life. I don't fear God. I don't care what people thought. I'm a judge. I run things. People come to me. A widow in the same town, she's there and she has a plea. She has adversaries that are coming after her and, and, and bothering her. And she's going to the judge and she's saying, judge, grant me justice against my adversaries. Grant me justice against my adversaries. As I was looking at these two points, I first started to think about myself or I think about us. And I said, we, we all could actually live in both sides of these categories in some, way of, in some way or fashion. As the story continues, the judge, after thinking about this, after this plea comes to her, him after, after a while, he decides, he says, you know what? This lady's been bothering me for a while. Let me grant her her wish or grant her justice so she can leave me alone. Now, I'm going to ask a question. How many of us have somebody in our lives maybe on our jobs, at work, at school, that constantly bothering us about something. Laugh to stop for a little bit. If you're not laughing, it's probably you. No, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but constantly, constantly bothering you about something. They come to you all the time. I can, you know, could you, uh, I, I, need a, I need this, I need a recommendation, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And a lot of times you're like, okay, I'll get this to you, I'll get it done. You put it on the wayside, we're busy people, it just don't get done, but this person is persistent, they keep coming. Oh, come on, come on, I, I need that, I need that, I need that. And after a while you start to say, you know, it starts to ring in your head, you go, you know what, I just don't want them around. So if I give them what they want, they will leave me alone. Half the time that works. But... <laughs> if I give them what they want, they will leave me alone. Then I said on the flip side, we could be like the widow. We go to someone, maybe our boss, our teacher or somebody, and say, you know, there's something we're in need of to get a passing grade or finish something. And we go to our boss and we're like, listen, I need, I need this document so I can finish this off. And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 okay, cool. And you're patient and you're, you're persistent in going to him like, hey, you know, I asked you last week about that document. Um, can, I, can I get that? And he goes, yeah, um, I'll get that to you. I'll get my secretary send that to you. Week two goes around. Hey, how you doing? Um, I need that document. Yeah, it's under a pile on my desk. I'll get to you by the end of the week. Friday came, weekend is there. You still don't see it, but you're persistent in asking for it. And I said, see, we both could fall in these categories. But that is not what the topic of the message is for. Jesus is saying to the disciples, he says, I want to show you how to pray and not give up. I want to show you how to pray and not give up. Many times as we're living out this life, we're going through situation after situation. And Pastor Joe, even when he was talking this morning, we may be in situations where things are hard pressed. And we go before God and we're like, God, uh, I, I, I need you now. I need you right now. I need you to show up. And God may not show up at that time. And we're, oh, God, you left me alone. Or, or, we, or we look for alternative means of how we're going to do things. But Jesus is saying, no, that's not how I need you to operate. 
I need you to operate in, when you're coming in, you're communicating with me, just like you would do with each other, don't give up. Don't just pass it along. Some of us, we will, we will go to which end to go get something done. I'll give you this. Mikey's birthday is coming up in the end of the month. Thank you. <laughs> and and uh, I, I, since about June, we decided, okay, we're going to do this in a park. And, and I, I was calling DCR, if you don't know, the Department of Recreation and Browns, or Conservation and Recreation, something like that. <laughs> DCR, get it right. So, uh, so I'm calling them, and I'm getting... I'm getting uh, voicemails, I'm getting automated voices and all this other stuff. And it was funny because it was almost like the definition of insanity. I kept calling the same number and the same prompts kept coming up. And I was like, well, maybe somebody would answer the phone. And I'm curious. And then, and even at the, and then one time I, didn't, I just decided to sit there and listen to the whole thing. And they were like, well, if you want to park, email us. And I was like, oh, shoot, if I had listened to this at the first time, I wouldn't have been calling about seven times being persistent to find this out. But the thing was, I had to keep pushing till I got my answer. I had to be persistent so I could get my answer. Say, Pastor, don't get ahead of yourself. Thank you so much. Okay, so (laughs) as we look at the story dealing with the judge and the widow, Let's look at the judge first. Jesus gives this story because he wants you to understand that he doesn't operate like this judge. Y'all hear me? He doesn't operate like the judge. What do they say about the judge first? The judge does not say it a little louder. The judge does not does not fear God and he does not. He doesn't care about what people think. Immediately, Jesus is giving you a comparison. He's saying the father or the God that you serve is not selfish. He's a comparison between carelessness and compassion, heartlessness and love, selfishness and selflessness. God is trying to let you understand this judge who had someone coming to him constantly And still made a decision in her favor. God does not operate just like this judge. This love that he has for us. There's a desire to see us to prosper. There's a desire to see us go into the direction that he desires to have. And so he's not careless. He doesn't have a say, I don't have a thought about these people at all. But he says, I love them. And in in, in having love for us, he's saying, just come and communicate with me. Come communicate. Bring your, bring your requests. Bring all your concerns. Bring your cares to me because I'm not operating like this judge. So that's the first thing I want you to understand is that God is not a, 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 a mean God. Many times we'll walk around and realize that because we're not getting what we're asking for, God is mean. God, God doesn't care. Some of us, we've been looking for a certain blessing time after time, and we're like, well, why doesn't God care for me? Does he even, does he even hear me? Or, I'm, or maybe, maybe I've just sinned too much for him to even listen to me. Maybe, maybe I'm not Pastor Joe or Pastor Mike. Maybe I don't have a title in front of my name so he doesn't hear me when I pray. 
But he's saying that's not the situation. He's not mean. He's not careless. He's not heartless. He's compassionate. He has love for you. Let me, just in case you don't understand, book of the Bible says in John 3.16, what it starts with, for? Oh, my God. Say it again one more time. For God so loved the world. He goes on, Romans 5.8. He says, but God shows his for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even in this, we're seeing that there's a, there's a love for us that he is sacrificing. We go on to Ephesians 2, 4. It says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in, tresp- in, in trespasses. There's a desire to have relationship with us. He's not the judge. He cares about you. But we go on and then we start to look on about the attributes of this widow. One of the first things, if you look at Luke and if you have the uh, NIV version, at the title at the top of the, the text, it says, The Parable of the Persistent Widow. This widow is persistent in coming to, to, to this judge. She doesn't understand. Maybe she doesn't even understand that the judge cares less about her. Maybe she doesn't even understand that he doesn't fear God. But for some reason, she understands that he has power and authority to get whatever she's asking for granted. I'm going to say it again. She realizes that he has power and authority to get her requests granted. And so she's persistent. She comes. I don't know if it's week after week. I don't know if it's day after day. But she constantly comes because there's a need. And she says, Judge, I need something. Grant me justice against my adversaries. Many times for us, we go before God, and I'm, I'm guilty of preparing this message. It hit me hard many times because I realize sometimes I don't come to God first with things. But even if I don't go there, when I come to him first, I don't stay consistent with that. I go to God and I say, God, well, I, you know, uh, Lord, I, 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 need, I, need, I, need, I need money. Let's, let's be real. So we all do that. I need money. The bills are due. This is due. Heck, I want to just go out to eat. God, I need money. And we might go and we might pray and we're looking for that instant miracle. We're looking for that, you know, God, I need money. And then you go into your pocket and be like, oh, $20. <laughs> That's the thing we're looking for. But sometimes God is just like, spend time with me. You know what I found out about prayer? Prayer is the practice of being in God's presence. Prayer is the practice of being in God's presence. If I want to elaborate, prayer is, 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 is just going in and just spending time with God. For many of us, we don't look at it as, we look at prayer as the genie on the bottle. Lord, I need something. Prayer. And I'm, I'm guilty of I, 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 going back to the party. The, the, the day we got the, the confirmation, I was, if someone, God likes to talk to me when I'm preparing to get ready to leave the house. And so I'm in the bathroom, and I'm like, Lord, I, I need, we need a part. People, we, we, we jumped the gun, Lord. Yeah, we sent out an email, invite, got a date. We don't have no location. 
I need a park, like today. <laughs> my, my, my deadline has been today. And, and as, soon, as soon as I prayed that, God, you, know, you know, God can do things instantly. As soon as I prayed that, I heard my phone go off. Ding! Now, remember, I said I got the, I read the, I listened to the whole prompt, and it said email. So I emailed a lady. She came back, and she emailed me, hey, Michael, got some cancellations. This park is open. It's all yours. Now, I started jumping, and, and, and immediately I said, Lord, you deserve praise right now. Now, I was putting my socks on at the time when I was reading this. So I said, okay, after I'm done, I'm going to dance with my jig. I'm going to, Lord, you're going to get praise right now. Because I understood, it, it, it was just something. When I stopped and I paused and I said, Lord, I can't do this. I don't know how, I can't make this, these people give me a park. But I can trust you to make it happen. Many times when we realize that we enter in with God, it's not that we're doing the genie in the bottle situation. When we enter in with God, when we're spending time, when, it, when, when we're praying and it's not about, Lord, give me this, give me that, give me that. But we, we go out and say, Lord, I exalt you. Lord, I don't know what to do. But right now, all I just want to do is spend time with you. Yeah, I have a request, but I just want to spend time with you. Yeah, I don't know what you're dealing with. Yeah, you might be helping uh, Mark out right now, but I, 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 need, I need to just spend a little bit of time with you. I need to understand how you're operating. This woman was persistent in coming and bringing her request to, to the judge. And God is saying to us, I want you to do the same thing. Be persistent. Get my attention. Spend time with me. Understand how I may be operating. Be consistent with it. See, the thing about it is, even as you listen to how she goes out, you can imagine this is not just her going, hey, how you doing? Um, got some issues. Can you help me out? It didn't go down like that. As I read it, I don't feel that. I don't feel like she's going in it. Uh, judge, help a sister out. She's not asking like that. She's going before with a plea. Stuff is happening within her life. But as she's consistent, another P for you, she's patient. She's patient. Listen, for some of us, we might not believe persistence and patience could go together. Think about it. <laughs> For some of us, we can't see persistence and patience working together. But with God, it does. Listen, for a lot of the situations we're looking for God, some of us, we've been praying to God for some things. It's been two months, three months, six months, two years, three years, and we haven't seen it happen. And we're wondering what's going on. But what we don't realize is a lot of times God is operating in behind scenes. In, I'm sorry, I'm ahead of myself, but I'm there. God is just doing just great things behind the scenes to make stuff happen. We just need to be patient to see it happen. We need to wait and just say, okay, God, yeah, I'm keeping I'm keep coming to you about this, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to be still. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to worship because I understand you're not like this judge. You care about me. You haven't left me alone. This morning we're singing, your love never fails, never gives up, never. How many of us, that's a cry of our heart. 
that we understand that that's how. I mean, this morning when I was uh, this just we were singing it this morning last night. I was listening to it again, even just going through rehearsal and just and and understand that's the song we're singing. It just the song just resonates in me. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. So as us being patient and waiting, God is doing great things. Uh, Psalms 37 verse 7 says, be still. Be still and be patient on the Lord. You never know what he's doing. I would say D.I. right now, but Mark. Mark even alluded to this. He had a concert this past Friday. He just alluded to just uh, it took him a year to get this project out. You know, you was penning on my message that day. And, and, and just he, he, he said that he didn't know what was ha- needed to happen within a year for that, this project to come out and what it w- may happen with it coming out a year later. You never know what God is setting up in the, behind the scenes. You don't know if God is positioning somebody else in a job saying, I need to put Nelson as the CEO of this company. And as you're waiting and you're crying out to me, then now that Nelson is there and you need a job and you walk in, wait, Nelson's there. You never know that if God is positioning people to come in a particular area or, or putting upon the hearts of two people and saying, hey, why don't you start a church in this place? And because you, I'm going to let you start a church there and be there. I've been in Boston about seven years. I don't have a church. All of a sudden I walk through the doors. Here's a family for me. I can see God operating in my life. We just never know what God is doing. So as we're being persistent, going to him and having relationship and communing with him, he's also saying, be patient. Be patient. Lastly, as we see this judge who doesn't care, this judge that doesn't think much about people, all of a sudden stops and says, you know what? I don't want to be bothered with this lady anymore. Let me just give her what she what she wants. Now, glory be to God, God doesn't treat us like that. Because if it was just about giving us what we wanted, then he would leave us alone and there'd be no control over everything else that happens. Now, I'm going to ask this question. How many of us pray for something that we got and later on realize that we we, we didn't really want that? (laughs) We really didn't want that. (laughs) You can put your hand down, Matt. So... Many times we just go after things. We just go after things. We, we're not patient with God, and we, so we just go, and we make it happen ourselves. God, I need a job. He wants you to be patient for a particular job. McDonald's is waiting. We'll go to McDonald's, and we stuck at McDonald's now. Now, there's nothing wrong with McDonald's. Ain't nothing wrong with McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's. So, yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> fry boy. Um, but sometimes we do what we want to do and we get stuck in a situation that we got to wait years later before we're able to get out. Y'all heard a, little, a little, little group of people called the children of Israel? Just a little group of people traveling and traveling, trying to get to the promised land, decide to be disobedient. Say, hey, you know, God got us out. We'll be disobedient. 
didn't realize they were going to be wandering the desert for about 40 years. And the miraculous thing to me or the crazy thing to me is that those who left didn't see the promised land. Just because they deviated from the plan. Or we cried out to God for God to change things and get us out of Egypt, but we can't stick with God to get us to the promised land. I can't be persistent and patient to see God get me there, so I'm going to do my own thing, even though you got me out. Last thing is trusting God for the result. Trusting God for the result. Understanding God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are different from our ways. He controls all things. It's amazing to me, even as Christians, as we could start out with God, but we don't always end with him in our situations. And God is just saying to us, trust me. It's funny it's hard to have faith without that trust. Understanding that as we're trusting God, we got to have faith that God is going to operate and do what he's going to do. As we're trusting God and praying and being consistent, we got to understand that he has a plan that he's setting up for us. As we're trusting God, we just put our whole lives within his hand and say, God, I know you're going to do something great with this. But we're an instant society. We like things coming to us quickly. iPhones, Android phones, everything. We could get information. If I ask you all right now how to get to, I'm going to still stay on Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A right now, everybody here within the next five minutes can find out for me by sitting in their chair if you have a smartphone. We're instant society. I thought about this illustration last night. I, I, I like to order stuff from Amazon, and, and, and uh, for those of you who know, I, I design T-shirts, and sometimes I'll send away for, for a shirt to come. And I get very impatient when it comes. Like, they send me the confirmation email, and the tracking number's in there, and immediately, I mean, the email just came through. So that tells me the package probably didn't even leave the house yet, or leave where it left. It might have just got to the post office, but I'm already tracking. Boom. And I'll see no update. And for the rest of the day, click, click, click. For the next three days, I'm looking. Now, you ever do this one? You track something, and you find out it's at the location that's probably closest to you. So rather than waiting for it to get to your house, you call them up and say, hey, listen, I'll just come down there and come get that. You don't even have to deliver it. I come get it. I've been waiting three days for it. I'll just come get it. And you rush off down there. Now, you don't burn gas. You burn time. Just to go run down there to be impatient for something that's coming to your door anyway. Somebody, somebody heard that one, huh? Trust God for the result. A lot of times it's coming. For those of us who are looking for spouses and you out there hunting, trust God. 
Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with looking around and seeing what God is doing, but then trust God for the process. Oh, God, I think this was the one. I want this to be the one. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. Many situations, we just do it like that. God, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. Rather than saying, God, I'm going to trust you for what it is that you're going to bring this direction. God, I'm going to trust you. I want to I be in tune with you so that I understand what it is that you bring in my way. The biggest part of this scripture comes towards the end. Let's look at it again. Luke 18, verse 6. He says, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? If I stop there, you you can see the persistence there. Cry out to him day and night. Not just ask and leave it there. Crying out, crying out, saying to me that there's a there's a there's a humbleness, there's a brokenness, there's a there's a connection that the person is trying to make, saying, God, I need to plug into you and understand what is going on. I need to 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 to, to I need you to make this happen for me. We go on. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Listen to this part. However. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Everything I've been saying leads up to this. I said we are an instant generation. Many of the things that we're doing, we do not go and follow God or find God to, get to, to help us through the situation. We love to just go out and do it ourselves. Children of God... There's something in waiting and getting in tune with God. There's something about praying and just locking in with God and being aligned with God. We we so often get out of whack and follow our own way and then try to ask God to fix all that. Where in the beginning, he's just saying, if you stick with me, if you're persistent with me, if you're patient with me, I will show you the result that you're looking for. Trust me on this. What we desire as the result is not always what God wants, but what God wants is better. So many times we got our eyes focused and fixed on something and God is saying, that is not what I want for you. I got something for you that when you get it, it might seem minor to what you want. But the blessing in it is greater than what you can expect. Yeah, he ain't cute, but he established. (laughs) Yeah, it might not be the initial job that you want, but there's growth. Yeah, they're in a hotel, but there's community, there's family, there's love, there's impact. And God is just saying, if you get in line with what I want you to do, 
Or if you get in line with me, it's easier to see those things. If you're persistent with me and you're developing relationship with me, things become a little bit clearer. There's not as much disruption. But we operate in a world that we get distracted and we want to come to God instantly. And we're not persistent and we're not consistent. And we're wondering why God is not showing up. No, he wants time. Listen, God is no different. Remember, the Bible said he created us in his own image. We ourselves, we desire to be in relationship with people. I love Pastor Joe. I love the time that we spend together. We laugh. We clown each other. He wins most of the time, but we clown each other. But there's relationship being built there. In these last three years going on four, Pastor Joe even said to me, you know, we're going to be not literally dancing, but we're going to be dancing together, meaning that we're developing relationship as we understand each other. He can operate and I don't have, he doesn't have to say something to me and I can understand where he's going. God desires the same thing. I'm, he might not be saying something to you initially, but he's saying, listen, my child, stay on this path. Your eyes may be open and you understanding that, okay, you know what? I'm not getting my exact answer right now, but I'm feeling led to go down this way. I'm feeling like I'm in line with what God is saying. And eventually, boom, it starts to happen. It's like a floodgate opening up and results are coming. Answers are coming. But it's because you're being persistent and patient. Now, let me flip this on you. God is persistent and patient with you. You don't think about that. God is persistent and patient with you. Time and time again, we fall. And God says, I love you, my child. And he picks us up and he dusts us off and he sets us on his way and he opens doors for us, even though we're not even asking for those doors to be open, but he makes it happen. And he's patient to say, I'm desiring relationship with you. Where are you? My brother, my sister, I don't, I'm not putting this before you because I, I want you to do this, but God desires this from you. He desires that as you're connecting with him, that you are persistent in your desire to have a relationship with him. He wants you to be patient and say, listen, know that I'm God. I'm going to operate for you in ways that you don't, you can't even imagine. And then lastly, trust him for the results. Now, as God said, as Jesus says at the end, when he comes in looking for you, Will he find you being faithful, being trusting? It's amazing to me that Jesus puts this at the end because he understands he knows the people that he's serving. Many times he's coming and he has something for you to do. and He has your result right there, but you're not there. Your eyes are focused somewhere else. Is your faith and your trust where he needs it to be when he shows up? My encouragement to you this morning is to get in line with God. 
His desire is that as your prayer life, I mean, prayer is this, it, it, it drives everything. We so often say prayer is like talking to God. Yeah, it is, but it's a little bit, de- a little bit more. Like I said, it's the practice of getting in God's presence. That means it's the practice of just being in relationship with him. I can't have relationship with Brother Glenn unless I'm talking to him. I can't have relationship with Pastor Joe unless I'm talking with him. Just being around him and just standing here doesn't do much. It gets annoying, actually, to tell you the truth. But to stand here and just say, listen, here's my request. But upon my request, I need you to hear my heart. Understand my mind. Understand my circumstance. But we can't get that all across unless we're in line with God. Again, brothers and sisters, my encouragement to you this morning is to get in line with God. It's the best place you can. uh, Listen, as Pastor Mike said up here, I'm not standing here to say I got it. I'll be the first to tell you with hands raised up. I don't have this most times. I'm thankful for those days that I get it and I could be there and 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 I'm like, God, I can see you operating. But I get mad with myself sometimes when I get ahead of myself. Or worse, I get ahead of God or I try to get ahead of God. And I realize that I'm backpedaling. And I always get to this point. Lord, if I was just in communication with you, if I was just praying with you, if I was just being consistent from the last time when I was standing before you and I said, Lord, why didn't I come do this the first time? Why wasn't I just always constantly praying for you? And I know what the joy is to be in that presence and just saying, Lord, yes, I get it. But I move on to the next situation and I'm like, I got it. Only to find out later I don't. And only to come back to, God, why didn't I stay here? He desires to be plugged in with you, being aligned with you. Pray and don't give up. Pray and seek God. Pray and find out what it is that he has in store for you. Remember, he loves you. Amen. Let's go before God. Father God, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for just how you're showing us through this small parable, eight verses, Father God, where you just show us that you desire us to be connected with you. Where we're praying to you, where we're constantly before your throne and we're not giving up. Lord, some of us, we just need to be in that place of of humility, Lord, where we're understanding that you have a plan for us, that you, where we understand that there's a result that you want us to get to, and it may not be exactly what we want, but it's the best thing for us. And so, Lord, this day, Lord, I pray that, Lord, as you allow this word to go forth, Lord, allow it to impact our hearts. 
Lord, that the very next situation that we're in or even the situation we're in right now, Lord, that we're persistent in bringing it to your feet. Knowing that you're just, you're not unjust, but you're just and you love us. And you want the best for us. Teach us to be patient, Father God. Lord, this world around us does not teach us to be patient. But Lord, allow us to be patient when it comes to you. Lord, you taught us in this past, past year, you make all things beautiful in your time. So teach us how to be patient when it comes to waiting on you. And Lord, right now we just give you thanks for the results that you will bring. Lord, for many of us, we have adversaries that are in our midst. And those adversaries may be, be situations that we're in. Lord, we need financial blessings. We need, we, we're, we're looking for relationships. We're looking for many different things that's around us, Father God. But Lord, allow us to trust you for the results. Because as we understand, Lord, your result is the best result. So again, I pray, Lord, impact our minds, impact our hearts, that we may do the things that you desire us to do. It's in your son's holy and precious name we do pray. And we all say, amen.